Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Patriots Report. My name is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe. New season, new co-host. I'm proud to announce that former New England wide receiver Chris Hogan will be joining me as the new co-host of the Patriots Report moving forward. You guys probably remember, but Hogan spent three seasons with New England and was part of a team that won three AFC titles and a pair of Super Bowls. Now, this week, we take a look at the uncertainty of the regular season opener. We go behind closed doors at Gillette Stadium to figure out what the conversations are like in the meeting rooms. And Chris shares his favorite Tom Brady story. And that wraps up. Stay tuned. We also have some locker room sound from Monday with Juju Smith-Schuster and new tight end Farrell Brown. It's a jam-packed show to kick off the new season, and it's all up next right here on the Patriots Report. Let's start with this. What kind of a challenge is it when you're talking about the regular season opener? I know you can study and prepare, but a lot of times for a team and a player, a lot of it's kind of stepping into the unknown. Yeah. So, you know, you can, you have training camp, you have the off season, you know, you, you do all this preparation, but you know, there's really no way of simulating that first game, you know, the, the intensity, the emotion behind it, um, you know, there's so much adrenaline pumping for the players. Um, you know, the fans are obviously excited to get back into the stadium. So, you know, that, that first game, you know, I always remember all my first games, you know, those, the stadiums are electric, you know, especially in Foxborough, you know, that place is, you know, it's got a lot going on this weekend, you know, with Tom coming back and everything. And, um, you know, that place is going to be, it's going to be very exciting. So, you know, I think as a for a player, you know, I think you have to be aware of that. There's really no way of preparing for that. I think as for me, it was always, you know, as soon as that first play was over, it's like, okay, time to play football, you know, and you kind of block out the rest of the outside noise and you just kind of focus on, you know, your job, you know, what you've been preparing for essentially for the, you know, since April and May is preparing for this game, right. And for the regular season to start. So, I think you have to, you know, try to control your emotions and and the intensity as best you can. Kind of let that initial adrenaline rush just kind of take its course because there's no way of controlling that. And, and I would never want or I would never try to control my intensity or my energy, you know, from for the first play. It's obviously not you can't sustain it for, you know, an entire four quarter football game. So I think letting that kind of take its course and then kind of do what you've been doing for, for you know, in all of your training and trust in that and trust in your prep. And, you know, and then you just, you know, get into playing football. Were you uh, that, that, that first game, I, I've heard stories about Edelman. I've heard stories about some other guys being a little hyper that first it, game. And you literally have to just, is it, how do you, how do you do it? How do you work it? Is it just taking a deep breath? Is it just kind of stepping back? Is it, how do you, kind of get to where you need to be and kind of tamp those butterflies and that nervousness and that anxiety down. Like, you know, like I said, I think for me, I used that first play. So, um, you know, a lot of times I was always going to be on the field, you know, for the kickoff, kick return, you know, really for my entire career, I did all, you know, a lot of special teams. So I really used that first play to get that initial contact um, you know, really 
you know, try to hit somebody, just try to use up that, you know, crazy amount of energy that you have. Um, and then go from there, you know, it's as a, if you're kicking off, you know, then you have like the entire defensive, you know, possession to kind of settle down a little bit. Um, you know, I think that first possession on offense, everyone is hyper, right? So it's, you know, you kind of, I think you really lean on the people that are leaders in, in your huddle. So it's okay. We have like, let's settle down. You know, everyone's moving a little bit faster right now because the adrenaline's pumping. Like, let's hear our starters here. We know what plays we're running. We know what we're going to do. Like, let's just try to like rein it back in. Let's focus and get it going. And you know what? Sometimes it takes it to the second drive to get going. You know, everyone's kind of just moving so fast and, you know, emotions can take over in the game of football as it, you know, in any sport. And, um, you know, I think after that initial, um, you know, first possession, whether it's successful or not successful, I think it's more about like coming to the sideline, you know, talking with your teammates, talking with your coaches and, and everyone knows what's going on. You know, the coaches are aware of, you know, first game jitters and, you know, pregame jitters and, and they love, I mean, to a certain extent, like, you know, we used to say, if you didn't have butterflies, you know, you, you weren't supposed to be playing this game. Like I was nervous before every single football game I've ever played in my entire career and didn't matter how much I prepared, you know, it's just going out there and, and competing and doing at the highest level. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, it wears on you a little bit, but it's something that, you know, you were prepared for. I think you just have to remember that, go back to your basics, focus on the things that you can control and then just try to settle down. So, um, you know, I think a number of guys do it differently. I think some guys try to use it throughout the entire game, you know? So it's, I think it depends on what position you play. I know that this is the opener and I know, like we said, there's a lot of unknowns about what's going on. You know, you're kind of stepping off a cliff and, you know, even look, if you're the, if you're the Eagles coming into this game, yeah. NFC champions, you finished the year, you know, you, you didn't obviously win the Super Bowl, but you you finished a really strong year. You feel good about where you are. You got a lot of veterans. Even with all of that, a new season brings a new series of challenges. So I, I guess ultimately, what are you looking for in this game? What stands out for you about this game, this matchup, the season opener, Patriots-Eagles, Sunday at Gillette Stadium, 425? I think to me, it, the first, really the first month of the season, it's, what team can limit the the least amount of mistakes, right? It's, you know, there's going to be a little bit of sloppy football. You haven't really had your starters in, in the preseason. You haven't gotten like real reps, like in training camp against other opponents. You haven't played four quarters. So there's a degree of, you can't really prepare for that. If you're not playing four quarters of football, you know, you can do all the conditioning in the world, but nothing is going to prepare you for that. So there are going to get there are guys that are going to get tired. So it's who can be the best conditioned, who can make the least amount of mental errors, and who can limit the amount of mistakes. And I think at the end of the day, it's you know who plays the best complementary football. You know, offense, defense, special teams, capitalizing on on the other team's errors, um, and you know making some big plays. Um, always helps in, in, you know, those first couple of games, it really gets guys going. I mean, obviously throughout the entire season, that's helpful, but, um, you know, Phillies, uh, you know, they obviously had a great season last year, but like the NFL is really, what have you done for me lately? Sort of league. Right. So it's, it's a whole new season. 
Um, you know, we've we've seen teams before that have come off great seasons, have very bad seasons. And, you know, I think it's for them, it's it's important to know that they're coming into a very into Foxborough, right? This is not an easy place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, New England, you know, statistically plays very well at home. Um, and I think they'll use, they'll build off of that energy that, you know, that the, you know, the fans that they'll give them and, you know, start of a new season and everyone's excited. So, um, you know, I think at, for New England, it's really about limiting the amount of stakes, just trying to play good complimentary football. And, and I think, you know, for Philly, it's, it's really the same thing. You know, you're the away team. You got to come into this game. There's a lot of high expectations, obviously, for, for Philly and, and for that offense and for that team just in general. So, um, I think for New England, you know, like there's, it's a, it's a, there's no lucid scenario, right? Go out there, play fast, play hard. It's game one. Learn what type of team you're going to be. Figure out what the identity of your offense, the identity of your defense, special teams, figure out who your guys are going to be, the ones that you're going to go to throughout the year and just start building that team. You know, obviously it starts, you know, in the off season, right. But, you know, you can't really simulate, you know, this real life, real game situation for four quarters. So, um, yeah, again, I think it's important that it's just, again, limiting mistakes and, you know, four quarters of football. It feels like, look, if I'm an optimist here, if I'm an optimistic New England fan, yeah, it feels like because of the uncertainty that goes along with an opener, you're getting a really good team at probably an optimal time. Because again, we're thinking that, look, the Eagles, they're a powerful team just coming off a Super Bowl appearance. But again, like we said before, there's a lot of uncertainty that goes into the first game of the regular season. You don't know how some of these guys are going to respond. And so if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm, I don't want to say I'm okay with that, but I'm a little bit more optimistic than maybe if I'm playing someone else. Totally. I mean, I, I always loved playing at home first game, you know, no matter who we were playing. Um, Cause it's tough going on the road. First game, you know, you're again, you haven't played four quarters. You haven't really gone through your whole routine of, you know, getting yourself prepped for a game as a starter. You know, this is the first time that you're going to be, traveling you're going to be warming up as a team you're going to be playing all four quarters so i think for new england there you know you can be a little bit more comfortable in the fact that you're at your home stadium you can go through your normal routine you know you have your the you know all of your fans and um again you know it's the first game of the season anything can happen and you know i love philly coming into new england you know you know game one in foxborough take me through the meeting room at yeah. this time of year, this week, specifically this week, what are the conversations like with Bill as this game gets closer? And I'm thinking like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I imagine things, you know, obviously there's it gets boiled down to, and if I remember conversations with you guys, it gets boiled down to a very specific series of, of you know, things to take away, things to keep in mind. You know, you're not getting too big and too broad. There's like three or four things, but Again, take me inside that meeting room. What's the conversation like with Bill? What's the conversation like with assistant coaches leading up to the season opener? Yeah, so it's been since since Monday, right? We were we're locked in on the Eagles. Um, we're going over their, you know, who their best players are on our offense, who their best players are on defense, who their best players are on special teams. You know, what kind of offense, what kind of defense, what kind of team is is 
the Philadelphia Eagles? Who's coaching them? What are their tendencies? What kind of defenses they run? You know, that sort of thing. You know, then it's then it starts to move into okay, what are what are our keys to win this game? Right. So on special teams, is it to you know to you know win the field goal or I mean win the field uh, position battle, right? Um, or is it to limit the amount of punt return yardage that they have? Like we have a specific a specific goal in mind that you know if we win this, the percentage of us winning goes up. If you know on offense, is it you know zero turnovers? Um, you know making big plays down the field. Um, obviously just knowing your assignments and on defense, it's okay. These are number these are their guys. We're going to take away their guys. How well can we do that? And, you know, Bill, Bill will always play past games, um, you know, that new England has played against teams. So I'm sure 2017 Super Bowl was on and, you know, at some point throughout the, you know, throughout the week. And, um, you know, he likes to just kind of show games of, teams playing Philadelphia and there's a lot of history in Philly you know we've they've New England's played Philly a number of times and in big games right and uh, uh, really I mean every game is big but this is game one this is a big game for New England this big game for Philly um and then you know as the week kind of boils down you know Thursday Friday Saturday you know the game plan is set um you know everyone knows what they're doing but we're gonna you know we're gonna hammer it a million times, right? I mean, and it's and even probably even more so going into game one. Like we're gonna make sure that our new guys know what they're doing, our rookies know what they're doing, our quarterback knows what he's doing, everybody down the line. And I think in New England, you know, I thought we did such a great job of making sure that everyone was well prepared. Walkthroughs, extra meetings, extra film study. Um, and Bill will emphasize all of that. And I think and then you know, in the position rooms and the meeting rooms, you know, the, you know, Billy O, Billy o is going to, you know, do a really good job of making sure that his quarterback is ready, that his offense is ready, that, you know, here's, here's our script, right? Here are all of our plays that are going into this game. We're going to walk through all of our crucial situations. We're going to make sure that we're prepared for, you know, the third and ones, the third, you know, fourth and ones, all, you know, goal line, red zone, all of the, the crucial elements of the game, you know, we're going to be prepared for because that all that stuff could happen. And the level of preparedness that the coaches put into it really kind of trickles down to the players. I mean, he, Bill really had everyone else ready for any and all situations that could come about. And, you know, he knows how this game is going to go, you know, and, and he knows how, you know, first game is and, and guys emotions, all that kind of stuff. And he'll do it very, and I think Billy O has been around for such a long time too. He'll do, those guys are going to do such good jobs of managing people's emotions and, you know, getting people to lock in, you know, when, when the time comes. Um, so, you know, the meetings, the practices, everything's just, you know, high energy. It's, it's a lot of, you know, we haven't played yet, so it's all positive, right? We're trying to go out, put together a good practice on Thursday. We're going to go out. We're going to put together a really good fast Friday. We're going to hit the red zone. We're going to work on our, you know, big plays that we want to hit. And, and then Saturday is just kind of going back over everything and getting ready for the game. 
I know he's been a big fan of of pop quizzes and saying things like, okay, who's the Eagles back, <laughs> backup tackle or something? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, who's going to be, you know, who's going to, you know, who's who's number 72 on Philadelphia? You know, yeah. kind of throwing guys out. Have you ever been on the receiving end of some of those pop quizzes and maybe oh, come up a little short? I, and so I actually did come up short. And I'll tell you a funny story is we were playing – I want to say we were, we were playing the, like the Titans. We were playing them at home and, you know, Sunday or, you know, the uh, Monday, Tuesday, like going into Wednesday, you're, you know, we're, you're kind of nervously studying, you know, their number, the player, the safeties, the backup nickel, yada, yada, yada. And I used to have, you know, uh, like me, Jules, Danny, you know, they knew the routine. So we would make sure that all the rookies knew exactly what was going on. Cause Again, we're this we're in this together. So like if one of us looks bad, you know, in a meeting room, we all look bad. And it looks bad at our coach. So like even our receiver coach would make sure that it's like, okay, like here's the depth chart. Here's the they signed a guy that morning <laughs> as their backup corner. And so he called on me and uh he asked me who the backup corner was, and I answered it pretty quickly. And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, damn it. And so I was just like and he's like, no. And then he just goes on to tell you who they signed, where he's from. And then my chat, you know, our receiver coach was like, yeah, they signed him like an hour ago to the active roster. I was like, well, kind of set me up for that one. But, you know, I think I think that was okay. I, I think Bill did it to guys that he knew would be prepared um, and to make sure that people seeing that, guys, you know, rookies, you know, the level of preparedness and going into to into the regular season, your sense of urgency just needs to go way up, right? You need to you need to know this stuff. You need to know the number of the nickel. You need to know who are the safeties. You need to know who are the linebackers or who's the third or fourth linebacker that might come in in, in you know special situations. Um, you know that stuff was all important, and really it, it helps you play faster. You know, so you don't have to go out there and. Like, where's you know where's the safety it's like okay boom there he is done i know he's a safety all right i know that's a nickel so i and now i can read the defense a little bit quicker so all that stuff the pop quizzes were were stressful but um you know they were they were for the better of you know for the offense defense you know whatever it was piggybacking off of that a little bit we talked about preparation being the most important thing for the wide receivers going into this game for a story that that appeared earlier this week in the Boston Globe. I'm curious about the logistics of that. Like, do you get, is that loaded onto the iPad for you? Are you going in and requesting film on a certain player? Are you watching film to see which way he turns his, his characteristics? Walk me through that entire process. Yeah. I mean, the iPad, well, you have a library of games going probably as far back as 10 years. And if you want to go even further, you can ask the all the video the video team to add more games onto it. Um, and then it'll also break it down. If you're on offense, it'll break it down per, you know, per player. So you'll have all tapes and, and cut-ups of all the corners, um, specifically all in one. You'll have cut-ups of the nickel. You'll have cut-ups of um, – you know, their situations, their third down situations, their, you know, first down situations, you know, what defense is there. And it's all broken down for you. And it's 
honestly, it makes it so much easier because you can just cycle through whatever you need to watch. Red zone, third down, first and second, you know, all of that stuff. They're blitz packages. They're blitz zero packages they're you know gotta have it situations all that stuff that they have is um all broken down into the ipad and so as a player you know you'd be dumb not to use it right so like for me i used to i used to watch full games um but more specifically i used to watch who i was going to be going against so i would watch the corners i would watch the nickels um you know i would break it down into um, coverages and how they were going to play me in specific coverages, off coverage, um, press coverage, you know, bail coverage, you know, all, all those different types of situations. So that come game time, you know, I really knew how they were going to react to whether I stepped inside or outside, or I would had an outside route or an inside route. So it just makes it that much easier for you to kind of add to the tools that you're going to use as a receiver for your releases, for your routes. You see what worked against these guys in the past, you know, does he get beat inside on a slant route or does he get beat, you know, hard outside move on a slant route. So all of these things you're kind of going throughout the week and then you can kind of put it into play like during, during practices. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, let's simulate what, how my slant's going to look during the, during the week. And then, you know, you can, obviously it's, you know, being a receiver is a little bit creative. So you kind of, you know, have to mix it up during, you know, during the week, but, and during the game, but all that stuff is available on the tape. So, you know, being able to have that really right at your fingertips is just so helpful. Got another question about kind of a support, you know, support role, the, 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 the job that the team does in terms of supporting players, something struck me this week. We were talking to Farrell Brown, tight end, yesterday. He is a new guy, just activated a 53-man roster, played for Bill O'Brien in Houston. And this is his first time on the East Coast, and he's kind of getting acclimated to playing in New England and living in New England. And he said, and he said it jokingly, he said, look, I love seafood. This is the only place you can walk into and get a whole lobster. He's like, you can't beat that. What is it like? What kind of What kind of offerings do they have for players in that cafeteria? Can you walk in? And actually get a whole lobster? I mean, I mean, there'll be, yeah, some days. There'll be, uh, at New England definitely, they put, if it was, if it helped the team, mm-hmm. they had it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of being a professional athlete is, is having good nutrition and being able to fuel your body the correct way. And, and Bill put a lot of emphasis on that and making sure that, you know, that guys were, had the energy they were well fed there was breakfast there was lunch there's dinner there are there are things there available to guys and it's not just again it's good healthy food all designed to help you perform better and you know they have nutritionists on staff and and that's like i wouldn't say it's mandatory but you know those guys have a have a big hand in what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. If a guy has trouble losing weight or a guy has trouble keeping the weight on or, you know, wants to add more muscle or, you know, just maintain, you know, these are all things that like the, that the Patriots and a lot of teams, you know, try to track and they try to help guys as much as they can. Because at the end of the day, once you walk out those doors, you know, now it's on you, right? Mm-hmm. So why not put as much time and effort into 
you know, what can we provide to our players in the building while we have them? And New England really, you know, they went above and beyond at doing that stuff. And I think, you know, it was, you know, they made it so you didn't have to leave the facility. Yeah, and, and, and that's, I, I guess, I guess that's my larger point. They create an environment where if you're there 12 hours, you know, 14 hours a day, you, you can get something, you can get breakfast. Theoretically, you could get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're not going to have to, you know, ride up route one to subway or something to get, Ah, you know, ah. you you can stay in the building. Yep. Yep. And I think that was all part of their, you know, part of the process, right. It's like, like we want guys to be in the building. We want guys to be watching extra film. We want guys to be excited about coming here. Let's what, what else can we do? Well, we can add, you know, let's, give them good food. Let's give them meals. Let's do whatever we can to, you know, make it more appealing for guys to stay a little bit longer to, or to get here a little bit earlier because things are going to be available for them. One thing I've noticed, and one thing I'm spending time in the locker room and kind of covering you guys for a while, a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> PB and J's are big, big time. <laughs> PB and J's. Those are like the uh, quick snacks before practice or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when Tom was there, he wasn't a big peanut butter guy. So it was always almond butter, uh, grape jelly on uh, gluten-free bread. So that was that was always Tom's thing. So I, whatever Tom did, I also used to piggyback up him. So I, if he was eating it, I was eating it too. If, you know, that's a smart move. If, <laughs> if, if the superstar quarterback is doing it. This guy can last around this long eating almond butter. I'm eating almond butter. <laughs> <laughs> that that leads me to, to really what I think is going to be my last question here today. It, it's a big Brady day. On yeah. Sunday, he's coming back. They're going to honor number 12. The rumor is, the rumor is that they're going to retire his number. They're going to officially, like, retire his number. The Patriots don't, re- the Patriots kind of unofficially retired numbers. There's a reason that, like, there's no 56, 57, right. 20. These numbers have been kind of taken out of, taken out of commission. But again, the rumor is they're going to officially retire number 12. I want to get your favorite behind-the-scenes tom brady story what it was like playing with him or what it was like being his teammate in the locker room in the huddle whatever the case may be what's your favorite memory of playing with number 12 (laughs) um tough question because honestly there's the three years that i spent in new england with him and i was his locker mate for three years as well you know what you know, what he did for my career, what he did for me as a player, um, as a football player, as, you know, as a teammate, you know, I you know really don't have many words to describe that, you know, because he helped me learn this game and become such a better football player just by being his teammate. Um, you know, I always crack up because everyone always asks me, oh, what's Tom like? You know, like this big, you know, superstar, you know, he's got to be this, you know, ego-filled crazy guy and be like, you know what? That's like my best story to tell you, to tell you how, who Tom Brady is and what he is like as a person. This is my first day in New England in 2016. I was going up, walking up to the field first day of, um, our off-season training whole team is there and we're warming up and you know up comes Tom and he introduces himself and he's like hey I'm Tom Brady I'm like duh (laughs) like I know who you are bro (laughs) and like you know then he introduced you know he introduced I introduced myself and he's like so and he starts you know we start talking he's like so he's like so what position do you like to play 
like and so i'm like bro i'll whatever you want you know it's like i'll do whatever whatever you need me to do and you know to that to that point it's like this guy knew everyone in the building first name last name everyone in the locker room practice squad rookie veteran training staff he knew everybody and he took and i think what it says that you know that's a you know 100 200 people probably in the in the facility he knew them all by name and i think that just goes to show you what type of person he is is that he took the time to learn people's names um and look them in the eye have conversations with them and i you know i can go on and on about tom's level of competitiveness and um you know, seeing him, you know, throw ping pong paddles in the locker room when he's, you know, losing to Julian or something like that. But, you know, that guy, I mean, he changed, he changed his games, right? I mean, everyone that was playing with him leveled up. And that was very quickly. Um, I, I learned that pretty quickly when I, you know, entered into that locker room that was like, okay, I'm, I got to take my game to, you know, I thought I was here, like I need to be here. Right. And that's because he was a quarterback. That was his expectations of his of his teammates, of the offense. And, you know, besides wanting to live up to the expectations of what the New England Patriots as an organization is and what Bill asked of every single guy up and down the roster on that team, you know, he was his own little section of expectations. And, you know, he was the ultimate competitor. He brought out the best in you. And, um, you know, I think, you know, my, you know, going to going into that Super Bowl in 2016, when, you know, uh, realistically, it's not looking that great for us, you know, going into halftime. And, you know, those are the moments when you look at all your leaders in the team and that dude did not blink. Right. And up and down the line, no one blinked because, you know, we crew, we had such an unbelievable team with some pretty, pretty fantastic leaders um, that were able to rally together to, to do something pretty incredible. So, you know, he was, you know, Tom was my, he's my favorite person to play with. Um, Best and craziest competitor I've ever been around. Um, And just fortunate to, you know, have, you know, be able to play with him for three years. This is Dynamite, Chris. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And I'm really excited about what this podcast is going to be like going forward because we're going to be talking, if everything works out, man, we're going to be talking earlier in the week. We're going to be kind of, you know, going back and taking a look at the, you know, the game before, previewing the game coming up. We're also going to be talking about some league-wide stuff. You're going to be giving us insight, uh, you know, on a weekly basis in terms of what to look for across the league. Because again, you know, you're, you're a guy who played in multiple places you can speak with authority on a lot of stuff that's going on out there and i'm really excited for how again how this podcast is going to look in 2023 Uh, i'm excited as well should be fun awesome well hey let people know before we before we let you go let people know where they can contact you what you got going on these days anything you want to put out there let them know first of all let's start with social media on social media yeah i'm on twitter instagram just chris hogan underscore 15 so they, everyone can contact me, you know, via Twitter, Instagram. Um, you know, other than that, I'm on Long Island. Opened up a gym out here on Long Island. Um, you know, I got four four kids that started school today, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, I got, you know, twin first graders. My little ones are in preschool. And, 
you know, I got a full-time wife. So, you know, I got my, you know, next, my, my life after football going on over here, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about this podcast and, and kind of getting back into football and talking football. It's, it's something that I'm pretty passionate about and, and I love, I love doing it. I love it. And we're going to talk a lot of football this season. So I look forward to doing it early in the week. Like I said, we're going to kind of, you know, get some, get some look back a little bit, look forward a little bit and kind of look around the league a little bit. So let, let, I'm looking forward to connecting again real soon, my friend. Me too. Are you, uh, are you looking forward to what this atmosphere is going to be like on Sunday with uh, the return of Tom Brady to Foxborough? Uh, most definitely. I mean, uh, this place is built off of, you know, championships, this foundation. So, and I'm sure the crowd is going to be rocking um, in preseason they were. So I'm just excited to play my first game. Have you thought, have you imagined that moment when you step out or did you let for the first time? Yeah, I mean, I really haven't imagined. I kind of just focus on the day today and then when that time comes, yeah. Juju, what's the confidence level in that going into the opener? Oh, very confident. Uh, super, super uh, high in confidence with, you know, being able to, everything we did this offseason and finally to put it, you know, in an actual game and go out there and show um, the world what we can do. Overall, how are you feeling? I feel great. I feel great. Uh, like I said, just excited, man. First game uh, going against uh, a great team. You know, I played against this team last year in the Super Bowl, so I know what they're capable of. I know what they can bring. And, you know, for us to go out here, uh, this will be a great, a great competition for us. Do you think this team's starting to click? Oh, most definitely. Uh, I think we've been clicking. I think it's been it's quite some time now. I mean, obviously, when you go out there, you have all your guys playing and put on the show and perform. Juju, some guys talk about their welcome to the NFL moment rookie year. Do you remember your welcome to the NFL moment, whether it was the speed of the game, whether it was the first hit, whatever the case may be? I think it was. It wasn't the speed of the game. It wasn't. If anything, it was the knowledge. How how much, uh, how smart a lot of these players were. Um, going to guys like Luke Hickley and those guys I've gone to in the past, like those guys, it's it's the mental part that that changes for a lot of people, at least for myself. Juju, last year the Eagles were a big zone team. They played a lot of quarters. Preseason this year, it's been more man coverage, one cover zero. How does Bill O'Brien's system put you in position to succeed when you're not totally sure what you're going to get week one? I mean, it's football, man. It's like you, you never know what you're going to get, especially week one. Um, kind of just adjust as you go on the fly. Um, but OB has a, a, a great a great scheme for us, you know, going into this game. So, like I said, I'm just super excited to go out there with my boys and, you know, put on a performance. Thanks, Brad. Go. Thanks. I imagine there's a comfort level when it comes to working with Bill O'Brien. That maybe some of these guys in the locker room don't necessarily have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bill O'Brien uh, gave me my first shot coming off practice squad in Cleveland, signed me to uh, the Texans. So uh, had a good little run uh, in his time when he was there. What are your thoughts on sort of coming up quickly here, practice squad to the 53-man roster? Uh, I mean, I prepare. I prepare for you know to be an active uh, player. I mean, just from the offseason, everything. Uh, it's kind of better being, you know, I left Indy in five hours. I was here practicing the next day, being that uh, I'm kind of familiar with O'Brien's uh, offense. So uh, kind of like lowers the stress level, if you can, you can say. How did that happen? You know, they released you, and was it just right to New England, or were you sort of weighing multiple different possibilities for yourself? Uh, it was just kind of quick. Kind of this business, everything is always moving, 1,000 miles an hour. Other than the connection with Bill, do you have any other connections here in this locker room? You know any of the guys on the team? Uh, 
Will. Will was my tight ends coach. Uh, I played with Daniel. Uh, obviously, I competed against a lot of these guys here. Uh, me and uh, Godchild, we uh, trained in Orlando coming out for the combine. So a uh, few familiar faces and uh, went to school. Brandon Schooler, he went to uh, my college. So uh, definitely some familiar faces. Is this what you thought it would be? What did you think about your first impressions of New Orleans? Uh, this was my first time on the East Coast, honestly, and uh, I was just talking about the beaches, and then she was showing me all these cool pictures. I was like, you never realize it. like, it's like nice beaches. I think it's just so cold. So I was like, is it beaches you want to lay down on? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, just getting familiar with the city. I love seafood. So, mm. you know, uh, this is the only NFL team. You just walk in, you get a whole lobster. You know, you can't beat that. So uh, I'm enjoying my time, and the people are uh, very nice as well. Somebody that's been in this offense before for tight ends, like what's good about playing for Coach O'Brien? You get so much out of the tight end position. Uh, it's great uh, for a tight end. I mean, I have my best years with uh, with uh, O'Brien, and the offense is great. It's fast. I mean, <clears throat> the ball kind of kind of spread around, and you know, O'Brien uh, always you know gets to going and his energy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, great guy to play for. I love playing for him. How familiar are you with? with the office now. I mean, that was a few years ago mm-hmm. in Houston for you and for, for Bill O'Brien. So is it very similar or a little different? For me, it's, for me, it's very similar. Uh, over the years, you know, you doing, you make tweaks and stuff, so just learning those tweaks. But, you know, the foundation uh, for me is the same. So uh, this is my seventh year, so I've been around a bunch mm-hmm. of different offenses. So uh, around the league, a lot of people run the same stuff, but it's just different terminology. So... Uh, for me, it's, it's pretty easy. Are they really serving you lobster here, or are you going out to get your lobster? No, we had a whole lobster in there, stuffed lobster. I wish you guys was able to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we actually have yeah. to get <laughs> Just bring in a whole tray of lobsters for everybody. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate um, it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.